You're listening to the Beyond Podcast with your host, Timmy Riggs. Today, we interview my senior pastor and the pastor of Bethany First Church, Pastor Rick Harvey, about being an overcomer. Hope you enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to the Beyond Podcast. I am here with uh, Pastor Ricky Wayne. We are um, we we're figuring it out. We are, <laughs> yeah, and uh, we're gonna figure this year out just like we figured out 2020, right? Um, so, hey, before we get started, uh, tell us just a quick highlight or a quick story about your Christmas. Oh, Christmas was uh, it was different. Like like everything is different right now during the season of COVID. But uh, I did get to see family. We we went and spent a few days with my daughter Brittany, her husband Tim, my granddaughter Sadie, and um, I did get to stop by and see Annette's mom, and and we saw my mom briefly. Uh, highlight would be my mother is dealing with macular degeneration. She can't read any longer, and so she had told me that she was really missing being able to. Uh, read the Bible, and now she's struggling to see her phone to to push the speaker button where she can listen. And so I took an Echo Dot by and, and plugged it in and set it up for her and said, okay, Mom, here's all you do. You just say, Alexa, uh, open the U version of the Bible. And so my mom said, Alexa, or Alicia. Or <laughs> Alicia. Alicia. Yeah. That's what it was, Alicia. That's exactly, yeah. that's hilarious. <laughs> so anyway, but she figured it out. And so it was cool. She called me the other night. She goes, I'm listening to the Bible every night, and I love it. And I've even learned how to ask Alexa to play Gaither music. So she goes, I listen to music, and I listen to the Bible, and it's awesome. So it was awesome getting to, you know, that's celebrate really cool. that with her. Yeah. And, and I, how about when you? you? When you told that story, you know, I, and the stories that you tell of your mom, I could just kind of picture her sitting there listening, you know, and, and it being really meaningful and impactful. And um, I think even that, how easy it is to take something for granted, like reading scripture. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so yeah. i got to give a shout out. My mother, you know, one person said, I, if I ever met a true Christian, I think I would become one, you know. Mm. I think it was Ingersoll, maybe a, a skeptic years ago. And 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 I remember when I heard that, my, my response was, I think I'm a Christian today because I did see one. Yeah. Because of the way my mom lived her life in front of me. That that's, was awesome. That's yeah. so good. You had a good Christmas. We did. We had a great Christmas. And uh, I, you know what I got from my in-laws? I got a brand new nice push cart for golf. No way. So you might see me out there a couple times this spring. Um, but anyway, hey, let's now get... Now we just had a swing. Yeah. Now I've got to get lessons. Um, so we'll get started here. And uh, we, you just preached a great sermon. Um to kick off our Overcomer series. And uh, we... I, I have the privilege and uh, the honor to get to sit in and watch your process of, of writing sermons, right? So we have kind of series planning and, and sermon planning, and we try to be, you know, handfuls of weeks out, and especially yeah. when the new year comes around. So so you have been feeling this desire to uh, talk about this idea that, hey, when we're in Christ, like Paul, like the apostles, or like so many other biblical characters and people that you see in real life, like your mom, um, that they're overcome. When, when life maybe throws a couple sucker punches or just the regular day in, day out kind of parts of life. And so you were like, hey, let, let's start this year talking about that, that we are overcomers. So can you give me a little bit more background on what kind of inspired that? Um, I was beginning to think about how do you move into 2021, knowing that knowing that a lot was not going to change from December the 31st till January the 1st of 2021. Uh, we were still going to be in the midst of COVID. Numbers were still going to 
going to be on the rise and all of that was going to be happening. And um, one night I was on a Zoom call with a group of pastors and one of the pastors shared a devotional and he read from 2 Corinthians. And I remember just grabbing my Bible and, and popping it open because what he was saying was really speaking to me. And, and it was, it was more personal first. I, I wasn't, I didn't immediately think, Hey, I should, you know, preach from this, you know, in January, it was more of God just ministering to me. We're not giving up. How could we, you know, it was, it was just such great words. God comes alongside us when we go through hard times. I mean, they were just words that were speaking and breathing life into me. And so I was so motivated by it that I was just kind of living personally with that past. And then it occurred to me, man, this would be a great thing to start 2021 with. And so um, I had someone say to me this morning, when I read, you know, these words of Paul from 2 Corinthians in the message version of the Bible, uh, she said, it's like God is just speaking right into my life right now. And so that's kind of how I felt. And so decided, why don't we spend maybe three or four weeks or so in 2 Corinthians when we start the new year talking about how we live as overcomers. Yeah, that's so good. Do you have the passage? pulled up right now. I, would, I do. Yeah, go ahead and re read it in your in your like you read it. So so in the message version, um, here's what uh, here's what Paul says, uh, and I'll start with verse three. He kind of begins with introductions, but all praise to the God and Father of our Master Jesus the Messiah, the Father of all mercy, God of all healing counsel. He comes alongside us when we go through hard times, and before you know it, he brings alongside someone else who is going through hard times so that we can be there for that person just as God was there for us. We have plenty of hard times, he says, uh, that come from following the Messiah, but no more so than the good times of his healing comfort. We get a full measure of that too. So I just think it's just it's just great stuff. Yeah, it's so awesome. And I remember yeah. when you read it the first time, how just listening to you read it uh, to us in a little group, you know, just there's something, I mean, obviously, I, it's the hearing of the word. You know, I mean, that's scripture talks, faith is built through the hearing of the word. Right, and right. so you speaking it was, was really meaningful. Um, so I want to get into a little bit later, and we will because you talked about it in your sermon, but okay, why does it matter? Who's this Paul guy? Why does it matter? So let's make sure we hit that because I think that's important. But you kind of started your sermon with this idea of, hey, do you feel like an overcomer? And some people do. You know, I loved your metaphor of like, if you throw a cat, they're going to land on their feet. And some people kind of feel that way, no matter what, right? You know, So you're that way. You're going to figure it out. Well, I, thank you. Yeah. And no, before we get are. started, that's yeah. what we, I kind of feel that way too, you know? And yeah. you brought up the good question about why I'm that way. Do you remember? No. <laughs> you said, is it, is, it, uh, is it your personality or is it faith, you know? Yeah. And uh, I think it's one of those nature-nurture things, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think, obviously, it's really easy for me to say, well, I think faith has maybe created parts of my personality that maybe yeah. wouldn't have been there if I didn't have faith. You know? I think it's always true that, that, that some people may, may live more with a mindset of overcoming than others will with all the grace they can get from God. You know, I may never be where you are in that conversation. Um, probably not. I think, no, yeah, <laughs> probably not. I think you're wired. Truly. You're very positive. Um, 
I'm always I'm always looking at things saying how would Timmy say this you know because uh, I tease you about that some but you, you see things from such an optimistic you know vantage point and I want to I want to see things from there too um, so I do think that there's 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 a personality here that we can't ignore that some people by nature seem to be a little more pessimistic or a little more optimistic than others but but the nature nurture talk to me about what you mean by that well so I think that you know obviously when we're when we're born and we have our certain genes and then you grow up and your environment is going to kind of connect with that and shape who you are. When I was like six or seven, I was in something, VBS, Sunday school, who knows, but I had to pick a favorite Bible verse, right? And uh, I just clung. There was just something about when Jesus says, hey, don't worry. Don't don't worry about what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat. And I think my parents were already really instilling that in me. But that idea of, hey, if Jesus says it, then he probably means it, right? So for my entire life, that has been something that I've tried to live by, you know. Um, And I just think that um, when you are beginning your faith, especially early in life, and you have something that you can kind of anchor to, uh, it's going to create this kind of personality in you. And um, I think when there's parts of Jesus, you and I have talked about this before, like I think there are certain different characteristics of Jesus and each of us sometimes lean into a specific one. I I like party Jesus, you know? I like when he's going to people's houses, he's celebrating, he's having a good time. Some people really lean into restful Jesus or uh, justice Jesus or whatever. And, And it all makes him, and we're obviously supposed to live into all those things, but that's one of the things that I love most about Jesus. I, I like what you're saying, but but that does not mean that you don't go through hard times. I mean, you and I have had conversations about days when you weren't feeling on top of the world, you know, when you were dealing with things. So all of us, all of us have troubles, all of us have struggles that we go through. Um, it's just saying that I'm not going to be defeated. I'm not going to live my life overcome, uh, but I'm going to be an overcomer. And I, and I love those two words somehow. You know, am, am I an overcomer or do I kind Kind of live my life overcome by my circumstances, my problems, my troubles. We talked a little bit yesterday about Eeyore. Well, and that's what I loved about your question was, you know, we basically have these two dispositions, living as an overcomer or living overcome. And yeah, you bring up Winnie the Pooh, which it's just, he's so profound, you know, a little little bear in a cartoon. <laughs> but when you said it, what was his line that, we, that you had Winnie say? I always get to where I'm going by leaving where I've been. You're like, wow, that's duh. But it's it <laughs> Like sounds so profound, but then uh, your 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 things about ER. We all know an ER, you know. Name, name a few. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's some ERs that you work with, right? Um, but you know, you you had your line at ER too. Like, hey, can things get worse? Probably, and they will. You know, like, and I think that there's a lot of people that live with that mindset. You know? Yeah. Eeyore, um, you know, he's he lives his life overcome. He he doesn't live his life over the circumstances. He lives under them. You know. Yeah. He can't seem to get on top. Uh, he sees everything pretty pessimistically, you know, and none of us want to be. I'm, I'm, and I don't think um, any of us desire to live that way. We want to be overcomers. You know, we want to we want to be people who say, I don't I don't live my life defeated, you know. Um, but but for those of us who follow Christ, we 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 don't base that on like our own kind of self 
self-will, you know, or we don't rely on a personality. It's truly based on the fact that we are not alone, that, that God comes alongside us when we go through hard times. And therefore, you know, that's what we base the overcoming power on. It's that God is with me. I'm not doing this on my own. Yeah. I'm not just pulling myself up by my bootstraps. I'm not just kind of, you know, willing myself into a more positive attitude. It's truly based in the fact that God walks with me. When I go through hard times, he comes along beside me. And so, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm relying on his power. Uh, not mine. I'm relying on his strength, not mine. I'm relying on his presence, not mine. You know. Yeah. So okay. So let's talk. Uh, let's talk about that. So why? Why do we believe that? Right. Um, so we'll break it down. Sixty-six books in the Bible. We have thirty-nine in the Old Testament. So that leaves what? I'm terrible at math. <laughs> Is there twenty-seven in the New yes. Testament? Okay. Uh, twenty-seven in the New Testament. And out of those New Testament uh, books, there are a lot of letters. Right. So we get to Second Corinthians, and that's the second. letter. Letter to the people of Corinth. Okay, and uh, so you're you keep name dropping this guy Paul, and that's what you said in your sermon, and we've kind of brought it up here. Yeah. So if if someone's listening, they're like, "Who's Paul? You know, and why do I care what Paul has to say? Tell us a little bit about why Paul matters and why his words matter." Well, Paul, you know, was not always a follower of Jesus. Um, he was a devout Jew, um, but one day he has this incredible encounter. Um, and I think it's it's in some ways, you know, I, I, I didn't see the bright light and I didn't lose my sight, but I had an incredible encounter with Jesus. And, and my life was changed forever. And so Paul's life was changed forever. He becomes a follower of Jesus. But you got to remember, Paul is not a guy without, without troubles. I mean, he is going through all kinds of stuff. He's got issues issues with the Corinthian church. They question his authority. At this point, he's suffering from rejection by many of them. Um, he deals with everyday problems like everybody deals with. Everybody has everyday troubles. And on top of that, he's dealing with a lot of persecution. I mean, this guy, I, I don't think you can, you know, underemphasize um, the, the many times that he was beaten up. Uh, you know, he talks about beaten with rods, beaten with a whip. I mean, can you imagine being beaten with a whip? And, and you know, a night and a day, I think he said he spent the deep, uh, you know, lost in the ocean is what he was trying to refer to. And, uh, you know, he says, I bear on my body the marks of Christ. So this guy has lots of troubles in his life. It's terrible. You ever, like, hit your head on a cabinet or something and you just immediately <laughs> think, like, man, I, I would hate to get beaten up like I would like I wouldn't be very good at getting hurt a lot you know and Paul is over here the opposite yeah nobody has ever hit mama's baby in the face yeah. you know and I, I I've never experienced that and I don't want to ever experience it you know um, but yeah he's getting he's getting beaten you know I mean a mob of people are literally physically beating him so with know, that said, unconscious they left him for dead and it would be it would have been expected like it would be he's the guy that you like the wink and the gun to and you're like, hey, it's OK if you kind of want to feel overcome. Yeah. But he's he's not. Yeah. Instead, he has this attitude. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, you know, and um, which is what that verse really means. Yeah. When it's not taken out of context, it means, hey, you know, w whether I have plenty or I have little, um, I've learned what it's like to be content. Yeah, yeah, when I, yeah, exactly. I mean, the rest of that verse is incredible, and it's one that we sometimes want to shy away from because... Um, 
I don't know, there's this desire to equate being a Christian with a real comfortable, easy life. And that was never what Paul talked about at all. Yeah. Man. So he tells us, so so what's his, we, you read the passage, but when Paul's saying, so that's his background, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So uh, we know his background, and then he has this passage that God walks alongside us, yeah. and that he is the comforter. You mentioned that Paul, more than anyone, uses the word comfort. What I'm wondering is, like, how can we explain that comfort to people. Maybe someone who's like, I- I've never felt God's comfort. That that throws me off. I don't really get it. Um, what what do you? What were some ways that you think? Well, here's how God comforts us. Yeah, when when I think about my own experience, uh, it comes more often than not in um, in early mornings, and it's not only early mornings, but but when I'm when I'm when I'm with the Word of God, um, you know, trying to, I feel like every day you have to reset. You know, the world's telling you lies all the time, <laughs> and and trying to influence you. You know, there's lots of voices, and you've got to keep the voice of God coming. So you know, early in the morning, you get up and you you get alone with God's word. And so, Hey, first of the year. Right. And so I don't do this every year, but I'm going to read through the Bible this year and I'm using a different version and I'm, and I'm listening some too, like this morning I listened, but it's often in those times where God just kind of, you get to push the reset, you know, and okay, God, tell me the truth, you know, because I'm, I'm getting a lot of lies and, and what are the values that I should be mostly concerned about? Because, you know, you're getting all kinds of information, but it's often there that God just speaks to me clearly. And, and sometimes it's like, you know, Ricky, you know, I love you more than you'll ever imagine. And sometimes it's like, Ricky, what are you thinking? (laughs) You know, Uh, but 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 often it's those times or when I was with my kids at Christmas this year, I felt overwhelmed, you know, grateful uh, for my family. And it was just God saying, yeah, this is one of the ways that I love you, you know. Um, But but when you find yourself in those trying times, I remember, you know, have I ever told you about the time I broke my hip? No idea. Tell me more. <laughs> I've gotten a lot of mileage out of yeah, that story. That's <laughs> good. Let's get it one more time. There are some new listeners here. Oh, no. But in, the, in, that, in that season, uh, I felt so close so to So tell God. us that moment. Do, let's, let's not do the whole story. We don't have enough time for that. But let's talk. I think that is a perfect example. So Ricky Wayne here, the good husband that he is, gets, comes out of a restaurant. I'll tell it. I'll tell the fast version. Comes out of a restaurant, okay? Uh, and he's like, honey. It's drizzling a little bit, and it's freezing outside. It wasn't raining, though. It was just cold. Well, don't tell me. Okay. (laughs) Freezing rain. Okay. And uh, you say, stay here. I'll go get the car. And as you're going that way, um, you basically, you slipped on a shoestring and (laughs) fell and and (laughs) broke your hip, right? Okay. I know. Yeah. Somehow you fell. All right. But the comfort comes in in the the lady that didn't know you at all. So tell that part of the story. Yeah. So I'm, 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 I rolled over and I realize at this point my leg's broken. I get my arm in the air, wave down this Odyssey Honda van and this couple gets out, stands in their doors, both open their doors, stands in their door and you know they they say, are you okay? And I say, no, I've broken my leg. My wife's in the lobby of the restaurant. Would you go get her? And so this, this 
this guy goes in to get my wife, but the, but the lady who we assume is maybe in her 70s comes over on this very cold night and, um, and, and gets down on her knees. And I'm laying on my side, but I'm not going to move again. That's the only time I'm going to move. And... Um, my head is just kind of hanging to the side and she interlocks her fingers and she cradles my head in her hands. And here's what she says to me. I won't leave you, <laughs> you know, and uh, it, it taught me a lot. You know, um, I, I think I learned something about ministry and, and, and the importance of importance of presence. Mm-hmm. Just being there, just having somebody there with me. That was huge. Yeah. You know, and she stayed with me until they took me to the hospital. And then she then she prayed with Annette, which was awesome. But we don't know who she is. We don't have any way of contacting her and thanking her yeah. and him. But well, we what, got this story awesome out moment. here a couple hundred times. Eventually, show you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think that is. I think that is such a perfect, actual moment of of God comforting you in struggle. Exactly. God came alongside me during you know my hard time through this through this woman. And and she says after she prays, you know, just tell tell your husband that a couple of Methodists will be praying for him. You know. Yeah, that's a cool. My way. favorite line in this story is people ask me, you know, do you think they were angels? And I say, no, I think they were just Methodists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's kind of, we'll, we'll get into that second. I have one more quote that I really like that you said, but basically we'll get to, and we'll wrap it up with this idea of, Hey, it is, it is about others, you know? So even yeah. this whole being an overcomer is, well, because we're going to be able to show other people that they can make it through. But before we get there, I loved this line. You said, if your mindset is I'm going to be an overcomer when finally all my problems are gone and out of my way, then you are never going to overcome. You overcome in the midst of them. And I think that, you know, that, that is so true. Yeah. Um, the, the, the people in my life that have amazed me are the people whose circumstances have been really tough. And, and they're, they're in situations that I, I would never want to have to live through. Yet, I'm amazed at how positive they are and how faith-filled they are, you know. And, and, I, and I ask myself often, would I be like that, you know, if I were in their shoes, you know? But, but they have learned that it's not about your circumstances. It's about who your faith is in. And so they, they haven't lived their life saying, well, as soon as I get through these problems, I'm going to be an overcomer. No, they're an overcomer in the midst of it, you know. But I love, too, what you're talking about, uh, this idea of, of, of how God uses us when we go through the hard times. I think the hardest time in my adult life, and it's one of those things I probably talk about too much. You know, I, I have a tendency to do that at times. But, but as an adult, I, I had two issues in my life that were really rough. One was a concern for one of my daughters. And then there was this other situation. And, and I, I carried those for about maybe a year, pretty heavy. And um, here's, here's what happened to me, though. I realized after going through that situation where I had such concern for my daughter, when I would talk to people who had great concern for their, for their kids, 
I listened to them at a different level than I listened to anybody else. And I had greater empathy for them than I had for anybody else, probably greater sympathy and concern. And I think I offered greater counsel to them than I offered anybody else. And so Paul says, God, you know, comes alongside us when we go through hard times. And then before you know it, he brings somebody into our lives who are going through the same hard time. And we end up getting to be there for them, just like God was there for us. And, uh, and I can't tell you, you know, when I go through the difficult times, which none of us enjoy, I'm not ever going to say, Hey God, give me some hard times. You know, I never, I never welcome those. But when, when, when I do go through them, I sometimes realize that one day I'm going to be a blessing to other people because I've kind of been tried through the fire on this one, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to understand them better than I would have before going through this. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's so good. You know, and I started th- so uh, Chris, one of our pastors on staff and Hannah, they have two little girls and one of them's almost a year old. Yeah. And they sent us a video of Poppy, which is the youngest one, starting to walk, you know, and then obviously she kind of falls down at the end, but it's real exciting. She learns yeah. to walk. And I just started thinking about like, you know, it's hard for a baby to start walking. Like it, that's like, we've been doing it for so long, you know, uh, yeah. we just know how to do it. But for a baby, like it, it's, it's tough. There's struggle in it. But what do we do? We constantly cheer them on. We never say like, well, you've tried for two weeks. You're done. How about the rest of your life? You just don't walk. No, we, we constantly continue to coach and uplift them. And part of it is, even if we don't remember, we have been there, right? right. And I think that it's that kind of thing. Like, hey, we, we don't give up. We keep moving forward. And uh, eventually we're going to come out on the other side of this and we're going to help other people do the same. So I think it's really good. And I'm excited about the next few weeks. Yeah, me too. I think the thing, just to take away from, from Sunday, you know, sermon is just that, you know, we're all going to go through hard times, but, but we're not going to go through them alone. God is going to come alongside us. And so the same measure of our hard times is going to be met with this, with the measure of, of God's comfort, you know? And so what gives me strength to be an overcomer is I'm not by myself, you know, God's with me and I'm relying on his power and his strength. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited about the next two as well. That's really good. And I think we'll close with this, but I had that idea as I was reading through Ecclesiastes yesterday morning. Um, where it was, there's, Solomon tells us, there's a time to, to mourn and there's a time to rejoice and there's a time to cry and there's a time to laugh. And I thought, man, you know, a lot of times they go together. Yeah. And uh, I think that if we're able to remind ourselves, we're not just stuck in where we're at. We can continue to trust in God and he's going to, you know, give us what we need at that time. Then we too can be overcomers. So thank you, Pastor Rick. Hey. And uh, thanks for being on here. I'm excited. And I think I'll jump on and have someone edit this that's better than me. So, all right. Thanks, guys. And uh, share it with your friends. If you enjoyed it, let us know. And uh, you can review it, start all that stuff. And uh, we'll talk to you next week.